0: Hey everyone.
1: It's Holly. And Daniel. You're listening to Halfway Saints, episode 20. Mm-hmm.
0: Another milestone.
1: Mm-hmm. We just keep.
0: Pa- <laughs> what do we keep doing? Passing milestones? I guess so. We're passing kidney stones, what it sounds
1: like. Oh, jeez. Well,
0: because it was uncomfortable and hard to do. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Hey, I- Around here, actually, we have a lot of actual milestones. <laughs> what? We don't have any kidney stones. <laughs> You're They're fine. Say no. Kidney stones. <laughs> no, we have real milestones, which, if you don't know what a milestone is, it's actually um, like a little marble or a granite post that'll say so many miles to something. And around here, everything's in reference to Philadelphia, so there, there'll be one and it'll say like nine miles to P.
1: And but it says 9M to nine P. 9M to
0: P, which means nine miles to Philadelphia.
1: If you just follow on that road,
0: yeah. you, you get to Philadelphia. And it's a milestone. And when you keep going, you pass milestones on your journey. Oh my gosh. It's so, so, so awesome. It so is. So
1: amazingly interesting.
0: We What? <laughs> I'm reading a book right now called Death Comes for the Archbishop by Willa Cather. And one of the lines when I was reading that stuck out to me was, it's about... Um, this bishop in a new like mission diocese and he's out in the southwest in mexico and he's like having to go out there and kind of like throw this diocese together and it's huge he doesn't even know how much land it covers but anyway he's going out to one of the small pueblos like the little towns out in the desert excuse me and it's on a mesa Mesa. spanish for table Mm. um and the town's up there in the the bishop is reflecting how um, there's like a literalness, literalist what? What am I trying to say? Literalness, <laughs> literalness to how these, um, how the natives do everything. What? That's funny. <laughs> and he's because like, they literally found their lives on this rock in the desert, mm-hmm. and he's like, there's just like, their lives are so literal. They like live on a rock. That's their foundation. Mm-hmm. So, the milestones (laughs) made me think of that. And how, um, in like European and Western culture, we have lots of metaphors um, and we forget that there's like a concrete thing underneath that.
1: Yes, that is true. Yeah. In this (laughs) digital world of ours, we just forget. Like, the, I remember reading that like our kids will never understand why the save button is a floppy disk. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Like, what does that symbol? It'll just be the save as button. Yeah. Or save.
0: Save. You could save as. I usually save as so you can get the format right. Uh,
1: but this week is July 4th. Mm-hmm. This upcoming week. This upcoming week. We have not celebrated. It's still,
0: it's still June right now when this will be it published.
1: Um, but Daniel's really good at
0: celebrating July 4th. Uh, <laughs> that's not, I'm fine at celebrating it. What Holly's talking about is I'm not so great with... Firework? Planning, it. Planning okay.
1: Planning the celebration. I
0: think it was, was it the first yes. July 4th we were up here after we got married?
1: hmm
0: I guess it was. It was
1: just a couple months after we got married.
0: Right. And we were gonna, so in Philadelphia, down by um, the parkway where the art museum is and everything. Um, the Rocky Steps. The Rocky Steps. Um, there is like a big fireworks show on the 4th of July. Um, and it's probably from where our apartment was to where the fireworks were, it's probably like a... 15 minute drive, what'd you say? Yeah, 15. Yeah, sure. 15, 20 minutes. So we were going to drive down this one road to well, get there. Well, parking
1: is like insane right. during this time because obviously everyone wants to go to this. There's like a concert too. Yeah. Um. So it's really crazy. So there's like parking is really, really difficult. Mm-hmm. So we didn't want to have to deal with that. So.
0: Well, not only that, but the road we were going to drive down was closed. Right. So we parked like near it. And I'm just like, I thought, oh, we'll just walk down there. It's not that far. Sure, yeah, totally. Not realizing it's, it's like a 15-minute drive, but probably like a six, seven-mile drive.
1: Yeah, it's walk. Walk. Six to seven-mile walk.
0: Right, but we still have to drive that.
1: Okay, but we're talking about walking.
0: I know, but I was saying it's a 15-minute okay. drive, because but it's, it's six. six miles. Right. So okay. walking. Sorry. Anyway. Um, so I was like "We'll just walk not realizing how far it was and we probably got like a mile down and I realized
1: no no I kept saying Daniel it's really <laughs> far because you can you're like walking along the river and you see the art museum in the distance and I'm like Daniel it's really really far are you sure we can make it and he's like yes yes we got it it's, it's not that bad like it's totally fine and I was like are you sure like I'm really tired already and it's still really far and it was like Three or four times. And I was like, Daniel, I don't think we can do this. Said, no, we can't. We can't. We're just going to walk there. It's, look at all these other people. You kept saying, look at all these other everyone people Everyone was walking down there. I think the, most of them were biking. But finally,
0: Daniel We realized. got to a bend, and I thought it was right past that bend, and I realized it wasn't, that it was much further down. <laughs> so I said, well, let's just, let's just go home. <laughs> so we
1: turned around, walked back to our car, Drove back to our apartment and probably went to sleep.
0: I don't think we saw any fireworks. We did, definitely didn't see any fireworks. Well, because they start late. They start at like 10, which is late to be out, especially if you've walked <laughs> six miles to get there. <laughs> anyway, since that, uh, we've learned that we just go to like the small township ones, which are great too.
1: Oh, yeah. The next year, we went to like a high school.
0: Yeah. Like, a really we did. random
1: high school that was hosting fireworks, and it was awesome. It was. This year, we don't really know what to expect with a baby.
0: Oh, yeah, he probably, well, he's going to be asleep before it's dark anyway.
1: I know, but then the fireworks are going to wake him up. That's what I'm afraid of.
0: Yeah, I'll see. Nothing you know, we can do about it.
1: We keep saying that this is our first year, but Jack um, was definitely a little baby whenever, for last Fourth of July.
0: You keep saying it, <laughs> <laughs> not me.
1: Well, I guess, I guess we kind of have been through this with a little baby before. Yeah,
0: and he was fine last year. Yeah, but newborns are different. Well, than we were probably waking up every three hours anyway, right? Yeah, definitely him, right. so it wasn't a big deal. Anyway. Anyway. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so this week, for anyone who follows us on Twitter, I was mm-hmm. um, traveling for work and I got to go to Denver. The first time I'd ever been to Colorado.
1: I was very envious because Daniel and I have always talked about if the if we could go anywhere in the United States, it would definitely be to Colorado.
0: Mm.
1: And Daniel got to go without I me. I did.
0: I had to go for work. It was for work. It wasn't work. like vacation.
1: I know but I was still really jealous.
0: I'm sorry. I said you could come.
1: Yeah but then I had to leave the baby here. That's
0: oh, you got to figure that out. Right? <laughs> I invited you. Um, but anyway I went to Denver. Really awesome. Um, got to go to mass at the Cathedral Basilica of the Immaculate Conception which is very beautiful. Um, lots of marble.
1: Mm-hmm. Daniel sent me pictures in the archbishop's seat yeah like archbishop. the throne is he an archbishop yeah, He's an archbishop. um it's really cool yeah and i like the keys on the on the top mm-hmm. yeah
0: so that was fun um denver's a really cool city very very different
1: much different than philadelphia <laughs>
0: much different philadelphia just in like i don't know the people there and it's very different i've never been really out west past st louis that's the furthest oh, west yeah. i've been i didn't realize that. i know i got to Oh. move my little car on the map over <laughs> a little bit. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's exciting.
0: Um, but one of the things that was most striking, and a lot of my coworkers um, were saying it too, is that there are a lot of homeless people in Denver. And we didn't know if it was maybe uh, just because the weather is nice or if maybe Denver has, like, more relaxed homeless laws about being able to sleep outside and that kind of things. But there's just a lot of homeless people um, kind of consistently throughout the city um which i which was noticeable it's like not we like i hadn't seen homeless people before yeah, it's obviously homeless people in Philadelphia. It was just more than normal yeah and just how they just like an abundant you know like it didn't matter if it was like a street with fancy hotels on it or like brand new apartments or like mm-hmm. a smaller off the side street it's just kind of like a presence mm-hmm. of homeless people throughout um And so that got me kind of thinking about the... Because obviously everyone in... Not everyone. A lot of people (laughs) in Colorado and Denver are very, like, outdoorsy and love to hike. That's kind of when you think of Colorado, Mm -hmm. you think of um, hiking and skiing and, you know, like Red Rocks Amphitheater and, like, being outside and wearing your Patagonia. and
1: Listening to Mumford.
0: Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, So that just struck me that there's kind of this interesting discord between like um, a very apparent reverence for nature um, with a seeming disregard for um, human life Mm -hmm. in the sense that like we're in this beautiful place there's all these beautiful buildings you have the mountains on one side and people are all really into that but then there's also homeless people who don't have anywhere to go anywhere to stay and then, I mean, I'm not saying that's the fault of the residents of Denver. No. Um, and like I said, like maybe Denver has really relaxed homeless laws and these people prefer to live there because of that. Right. Um, but just the idea that in our world, we in, um, we'll say developed nations, like have this um, reverence and um, um, not worship, but like definitely a very high reverence for nature while at the same time having kind of a disregard for certain humans and certain types of human life.
1: Yeah. You weren't like, you were just observing a greater problem Right. with like, you were able to see it more Mm -hmm. in Denver. Right. Which is very interesting.
0: Yeah. You have nothing to add. I thought you were going to add something. Nope. No. Okay. Um, but so in thinking of that disconnect between like, um, valuing nature and creation and not necessarily valuing, um, human life um i think that's especially apparent in countries and like ours where abortion is legal and it's kind of like we have all these laws regulating what animals you can and can't kill or like which mm-hmm. animals have to be protected and we can't you know tear down this forest because of these animals but at the same time we're saying but this type this human at this stage of development is totally fine right. to get rid of mm-hmm. um and so there's just like Doesn't a logical a yeah you have to do lots of like logical gymnastics for that to make sense right Um, yeah
1: it just doesn't doesn't matter what kind of gymnastics you do it just doesn't
0: well i mean obviously some people can hold those two
1: (laughs) doesn't make sense to me
0: sorry you couldn't dismantle my point again (laughs) (laughs) um but in light of that i started thinking back to pope francis's recent encyclical laudato si Mm -hmm. i think it's pronounced Yes. Did I try to pronounce No, it was, um, God, you met space, and you got, and you made fun of me for pronouncing it correctly. I don't know. I'm sorry. I, if you don't know, then keep your mouth shut. I
1: just said space <laughs> is an interesting sounding word. But I think Laudato C is a pretty, pretty safe uh, pronunciation of yeah. the
0: words. Yeah, all right. Um, which I'm sure a lot of people have heard about. There have been a lot of, um articles and news stories about it, both in Catholic media and kind of mainstream media about what people think it means and what it says.
1: Lots um, of buzz about it. Politicians were really angry about it, mm-hmm. which we haven't read it. We, we not be read- honest. We have not read it f- like cover to cover. Right. But we've read a lot of articles on it and seen a lot of quotes
0: and excerpts and like excerpts. I've re- I read parts of it. I've not yes. read it all the way through. It's long. It's like almost 200 pages. I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but just from that getting a general idea of what Pope Francis is talking about, he kind of is addressing this very issue of this disparity between um, man and creation and like caring for one over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like you can't really care for one and not the other.
1: Yeah. And I was thinking about um, like there is just such a big emphasis on nature and when God created the world, he gave humans the dominion over creation.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, like, just to recognize that we are not only inhabitants of this world, but we are also caretakers of it. Mm-hmm. But also to remember that, like, we we have dominion over this. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, it's hard to say that, like, we're most important.
0: Well, no, and I think and Pope Francis says that, problems are when man kind of thinks too highly of themselves and forgets that like we're all created and we're all created beings yes so we have stewardship of the earth um which means we have to take care of it mm-hmm. it's like saying someone leaves you um in charge of their house while they're gone for the summer like you're in charge of that house you can you're taking care of it but if you trashed it the person who gave it to you is going to be angry with it right Saying, like, I gave you this house to take care of, and you didn't.
1: Yes. Yes. I What I said was wrong. And yeah, you I didn't want to correct you. But you did All it right. in such a nice, gentle well, way. Thank you. thank
0: you. Gentle. Gentle correction.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> um, we're not the most important. Right. Like, yeah. Um, but that, yeah, we are just caretakers of this, and that we have this to be a steward. Uh, but we need to be responsible,
0: right? And part of what Pope Francis gets at, and he talks about a lot of different things, like we're don't take this for like a thorough summary of of the encyclical or like a complete um, synthesis of what he's trying to impart. But he um, shoot, what were you saying?
1: About how we're like we have dominion over the earth, and no, that was wrong. Remember? <laughs> well, God be. Means-
0: okay. and- I know. Sorry, the last point you made.
1: Caretakers and that were responsible stewards.
0: Right. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) That's not what I was going to say, but thank (laughs) you for running through all the words you said. Um, What Pope Francis gets at is that we need to care for creation so that we can better care for humanity. And he makes the point that a lot of, and he talks, he mentions kind of like climate change by name as like one of the, an example of a situation where, um, not taking care of the environment has led to a problem for humans. Um, yes. And so when we don't take care of creation, we don't take care of the earth, that's harder on poorer countries and poorer people. Mm-hmm. So if a rich country wastes resources, doesn't behave responsibly, and kind of um, you know just takes everything for themselves, like that leaves those less advanced, those poorer countries with less, and those people suffer because of that.
1: I was just reading an article that America spends something like three hundred and sixty billion dollars a year on food, and then a hundred and sixty billion of those dollars of worth of food is thrown out, yeah, so like we could we could uh, solve world hunger with all of the trash that we give away or that we throw away.
0: yeah, some people academic, different academics would say that it's not a distribution issue that there are other issues, but it's just a crazy number. It is. And Pope Francis talks about um, people in developed countries being um, wasteful with things. And he always talks about um, how we live in a throwaway culture. And that's do. bad. Whether that's sure. resources or human life. In a lot of places, there's kind of just like a sense to discard something mm-hmm. that's not useful to us or something that we're not interested in anymore.
1: Right. I mean... Not to name names, but uh, Kim Kardashian just said that, like, whenever her phone runs out of, like, space for a picture, she just buys a new one. Just mm. like, that's crazy. That is crazy.
0: But I think that's kind of an attitude some people have. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just indicative of our throwaway culture. It's just like, well, why, just buy a new one. Why not? Why not?
0: Um, yeah. And throughout it, Pope Francis is careful to mention that humans aren't the problem. Like, there are a lot of sort of, you should call them, like, radical environmentalists who are like, humans are an infestation, like, the earth would be so much better without humans, and there's like a, um, uh, what's the word? mythanthropism.
1: No. That's, no.
0: What? Yeah, you it's gotta, a word. You gotta use a small. An word. anti-humanism. Okay. <laughs> Which is the same thing, just different words to say. Um. But Pope Francis doesn't say that he he reiterates that like humans aren't the problem. It's not the problem that humans are on the earth. The problem is that we need to learn to better live with creation.
1: Yes, and that I think that
0: um, our
1: hold on what's my, where are my notes? <laughs> oh jeez, that uh, culture is just like a big issue. and that we have this cult, the throwaway culture. In that mm-hmm. if we like if we focused on like correcting not correcting uh but fixating more on uh people's hearts and focusing on like a self like more of a selfless nature and more of a um giving spirit than this like selfish uh you know I'm the most important thing in the world, so mm-hmm. everything else comes second um I think that if we just focused on that, then our our surroundings would reflect that
0: right, yeah.
1: Because if people, and if culture, was more like I, I don't know. Help me out here. Like,
0: I don't. I'm, I would, but I don't know where you're going. I, I got lost. <laughs> Some treacherous waters you're going through. Oh, what?
1: I don't know. I feel like all my notes are wrong.
0: I'm not. I didn't say I wrong. I know.
1: I know, but I, I had a lot of other things that um oh. actually were wrong.
0: <laughs> so I'm
1: just gonna let you talk for a second. Okay. While I get my mind back in order. Um. All right, well, picking up where
0: you left off, where I'm not sure that was. Um, well, another point both Francis <laughs> this makes um, is that technology isn't always the answer. Like, we, we can't invent our way out of things all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't just say, like, oh, well, we'll probably figure out a way to synthesize clean water in the future or something like that. Right. And that um, technological progress doesn't equal human progress. Yes. And that... Um, and that kind of goes into another point he makes is that nature isn't something to be controlled or dominated or conquered. Um and he means that both in terms of creation and the earth and human nature. Mm-hmm. Um and that we can't just invent a new technology that's gonna solve these problems because some of these are like human problems. Right.
1: Um there is something more that I wanted to say about the disconnect between uh, what
0: Oh, fireworks are going off.
1: Are you serious? You don't
0: hear those?
1: I didn't know what that noise was.
0: Yeah. It's starting early around here. That's
1: weird. It's the firework house It down is. The we have this
0: house down the street <laughs> who we, uh, no basis for this, but we think they like own a firework stand <laughs> <laughs> or a firework factory <laughs> and they're always testing them.
1: The only, <laughs> this is what we have to go off of. Friday nights at around like 10 o'clock last year. They haven't done it for no, a long haven't. time. We would hear like four or five fireworks go off. That's it. Just four or five. No big deal. Every Friday night. And we were like, what is this from? And so we made up this little story that there's a family who owns a fireworks stand and then they have to test out their fireworks. They have fireworks to test out the new once ones. A yeah. Week, you know?
0: they don't want to do too many because they're just <laughs> testing them out.
1: So we called it the firework house just down the street. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? I've never had thought of it being as an actual house that we can identify.
1: Oh, no, I just, like, it's just an abstract idea. Oh, it's just okay. down the street. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> but back to what I was saying. Uh, um, more yeah. importantly. <laughs> the disconnect between, like, loving nature only and, like, kind of disregarding human life and this, like, disrespect for human life, mm-hmm. I think comes from um, the fact that, like, loving nature and loving, like, the beauty of waterfalls and hiking and uh recycling and like all that good stuff there's no real risk involved in it and that um like recycling or doing doing things for or using sustainable things what do i keep saying (laughs) recycling
0: no i just thought someone like really loving recycling (laughs) like oh glass bottles aluminum cans and just like throwing them in all these bins
1: like the green man what was his name on 30 rock
0: on 30 rock i don't remember
1: You're thinking of Dwight in the office. Yeah. yeah. Recyclops. Recyclops. (laughs) But, um, those things are, they are good, but they're, there's no risk involved whatsoever. It's like a small sacrifice to put your can into one box instead of the other and then put it out the end of your driveway. Although,
0: like, I'll be honest, if there are, if there isn't a recycling can right next to the trash can, I'll just throw it in the trash can. I know, but you're not the kind of people I'm talking about. (laughs) Okay. Um
1: but there's no real risk involved and like sure there is there like i can hear people being like but wait i adopted this abused dog and cared for it and it was really hard um and it was like a huge self-sacrifice for me to open up my home to this dog who had behavioral issues and eating issues and whatnot but like the good for that dog can't be outweighed like or can't outweigh the good for uh an abused child, mm-hmm. or like, who also needs care at the exact same time,
0: right? Or even like um, a relative that you don't get along with, or that yeah. you had a terrible past with, like that. That is much more risky, you know. Like mm-hmm. a dog might be um, hard to train, or like not listen, or might be like emotionally taxing trying to help this dog out, but it's not as risky as a human interaction and a human relationship
1: because relationships are built on, upon two people,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, giving and taking from one another where a dog pretty, pretty much just like takes in right. nature. And it's like, it just like takes, it doesn't give. Well,
0: right. You're not going like, to, you're not going to go like on a hike to a waterfall and the waterfall's going to be like, Nope, not today. And pull its water back or like,
1: you're not going to get hurt
0: by nature. Yeah.
1: You know, you can't get like the dog might. I don't know, bite you or something, but you're not going to be, like, crying because they said something really mean to you. Right. or and you, they said, I hate you or,
0: you know. Yeah, or they, you know, reject love. Right. Which is... I mean, I they think, do
1: reject love sometimes.
0: Right, but with... In I a mean, different way. I think it's pretty way. clear. It's <laughs> <that's, that's laughs> <that's> different. <laughs> different. <laughs> no, where you, you become emotionally invested in a human and there's that same thing on the other side. Mm-hmm. So it is much riskier to... Um, to love people and to love individuals than it is to kind of like just love nature because it's kind of like you enjoy it because it's perfect like oh no one has screwed this up yet this mm-hmm. mountain is awesome and these trees are perfect and this waterfall is just where it's supposed to be and it's there and it's not messy it's just perfect and, and I want to like...
1: save this for what it is
0: right whereas with people we are unpredictable and even like a loving relationship can be difficult at times
1: we all have baggage we all have issues we we are we are messy because we right. are all broken people. Mm-hmm. We're all sinful, broken people.
0: Right. So then, yeah, I think that's the reason why some people kind of retreat into, um, and it's kind of that. I mean, not everyone who enjoys nature thinks this way, but you can see a tendency toward like humans are bad, nature is good. I'm yeah. just gonna go out here where everything's perfect. There aren't horrible humans here to make mm-hmm. things bad.
1: And this, like, I don't know, like this idea that it will just fix everything. If you just like fix na- nature, then it will like, then the world will be sustained and that everything will be better. But humanity in itself is like destruct, self-destructive. Whether or not it's self-destructive against nature or itself, mm-hmm. like what you were saying, like with abortion and stuff, like there's just a huge disconnect in human nature, and it's just our brokenness.
0: Right, and one of the things Pope Francis talks about is that when we respect creation, we also respect ourselves as created beings. Mm-hmm. And as being created as a man or a woman and the difference between them, if we try to break down that and say none of these biological, physical aspects of our being matter, and we try to, like, conquer that and say, like, no, we're not going to let that affect us, that's the same as kind of saying we're going to, you know, conquer this forest and make it into something else or harm it or manipulate nature in some way.
1: Yes, because the The physical nature of life is important. Yeah, it's Gnosticism. We're back at Gnosticism.
0: I think you need to qualify that. What is Gnosticism?
1: Well, I said it in a podcast, a couple of podcasts. I know, ago, but you just but... said
0: it's Gnosticism. You didn't say well, I, was, <laughs> you didn't... I was
1: about to tell you that, like, the idea that um, our mind is like more important than any kind of matter, right. and that it, it is controllable and mm-hmm. it is manipula manipulatable. able to be manipulated I try to use big words too malleable, moldable okay, it's able to be manipulated Um, and so if we think of the earth as something to be controlled and um, manipulated into whatever we desire it's a it doesn't make any sense because uh, matter matters yeah Yeah.
0: and it's kind of really brilliant on Pope Francis' part to show those two things in juxtaposition because if you um, think of like your typical like political affiliations like someone who is politically conservative is going to be against abortion and all that but they may not be you know environmentalists where the Mm -hmm. other side you might have somebody who's for abortion like really endorses gender theory but they're environmentalists and so he's saying like these are both part of the same thing you can't say nature matters in one regard and not in another and it's true. You can't say, oh, well, like we need to s- stop um, tearing down forests and we need to stop global warming and we need to protect the environment. You can't say that and say, but we also are going to disregard human life. We're going to say human nature and created nature doesn't matter. Right. And the, sa- on the other side, you can't say, you know, unborn children matter, whether or not you're a made, you know, born a man or a woman matters, but we're not going to regard the rest of nature as something that is fixed.
1: Yes, it is brilliant.
0: Yeah. I don't know how many people get that point. I know. I, th- I think yeah. And the
1: media does not.
0: And just people in general. I've always been fascinated by how certain issues become mm-hmm. politicized. Like with like what I was saying, like if you're a Republican, you're against abortion but for the death penalty. Like it that's kind of a standard. It sense. doesn't make any sense. And same on the other side. You can be for abortion but against the death penalty. And it's just interesting to me that certain ideas just get, like, tagged into an ideology, but there's competing ideologies within that.
1: Mm -hmm. I I never told you about that. A couple weeks ago, I had a little daydream, like, what if?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Holly has these daydreams where she has, like, great orations where she, like, convinces everyone around her of the truth.
1: Um, That I, it was either me, probably not me. It wasn't going to be me. It was going to be someone else. I would find someone really good like a really great Catholic who just made a lot of sense and that wasn't a part of any party but ran for president and that <laughs> we didn't have any money and that we still, like, won the race.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: because we used uh, logic and social media and all of our free resources, like TED Talks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and stuff to run for president and they won. Wow. (laughs) And we broke the party system down. (laughs) (laughs) Because he just made sense. And none of the other stuff makes sense.
0: I know. I think that's a bit of a pipe dream. It's a daydream. (laughs) Maybe someday the USA network will show (laughs) your story.
1: Um well Uh, you know it could happen.
0: I I, I I would hope that it would, but I would find it very likely that everyone would be like, oh, let's just think about what makes sense.
1: Well, I, was, I don't
0: know. I think that's the bigger, I think that's a bigger obstacle to not I having so. money.
1: Well, yeah, but that's just funny.
0: Yeah. But I, going off of that, I always um, get frustrated when there's these certain ideologies that are just like grouped in one thing or another. Like when Holly and I lived um, in our apartment in Philadelphia, there was this co-op down the street. Um, and we really loved it and they had like fresh and local food and they had like some organic food and it was just really great, um, to be kind of like connected with the other people who work at this store and like work there sometimes as a co-op, you know, the members would work so many hours a year and it's just like kind of a community and it was great. But somehow that also got along with that was like new agey weird
1: Meditation. stuff.
0: Meditation and Yoga. yoga. And it's just frustrating. It's like, I just want to eat good vegetables. I don't want to do yoga. Right. But it's like, for whatever reason, those are just like smushed together and said, here's this ideology package. You mm-hmm. can only take the whole thing.
1: Right. It doesn't make any sense. No. And it
0: happens with with a lot of issues. Yes. Anyway. So it's really cool if anyone really reads this document and mm-hmm. sees Pope Francis saying like, we need to care about the environment. We need to care about the poor. Abortion is not a solution, you know. Mm-hmm. Like sterilization is not a solution for this. Like humans aren't the problem. Yeah. And yeah. so, hopefully, I I doubt it. Like, we we we're interested in it, and we haven't managed to read the whole thing. I know. So,
1: I mean, we will eventually. We it was will. just it was just released last week.
0: Give was us it a
1: break? I thought so.
0: Last Thursday, a week from this past Thursday. Oh.
1: Yeah. Two weeks ago. Um.
0: But. Yeah, so I think there's really something to what he said, And for me, what I love about it is he kind of talks about... And he says explicitly, um, care for creation is not compatible with endorsement of abortion or human experimentation. Like, he's kind of point blank saying, like, don't take this to mean we need to have abortion and contraception and control the population, because that's not the issue.
1: Yeah, people always... Like, I remember a conversation that we had once... with someone who didn't understand the church's teaching on contraception. It was like, how could you bring in another American child to, like, this lifestyle that, like, deteriorates the earth in such a huge way? Mm-hmm. But, like, you, you can't discount life because of that. Help me out
0: here. <laughs> right. It's not... Um, he, like, again, humans aren't the problem. Yes. Um, and there's a good... Um, in one of her the amount of humans is not the problem right or humans in general are the problem either
1: but like our attitude toward things
0: is right. a big problem yes yes <laughs> thanks <laughs> um in one of in a letter that Flannery O'Connor wrote she I forget who she's writing to or what she's talking about but she's talking about like um the church's teaching on contraception and like the problems of overpopulation um and I'm paraphrasing here but she basically says um that it doesn't she says something like, I wish the theologians would just say, it doesn't matter if we all die in a giant heap. This is, like, this contraception is not morally permissible, and that's it. Like, mm-hmm. you can't say we can do things that are morally impermissible if there's an um, impending crisis or something yeah. like that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. It's like we always go, right now we're, like, in this place of teaching. We've forgotten to teach the ideal. Mm-hmm. And we just teach this like dumbed down version as the basis for everything, where it doesn't really make any sense. Like we gotta, we need to have our, our hopes high, right? To to gear ourselves toward that. Like we can't uh, get rid of our morals just because something else could happen. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Am I making? Kind of. Clear? I'm gonna
0: make another point and hope that's what you were trying to say. Okay. <laughs> Is we'll that see. We'll see. With. Um, In American culture, maybe Western culture, we tend to think of, like, yes, no binaries. Mm -hmm. Like, either we can do, either this is good or this is bad. Mm -hmm. Whereas in reality, there's certain, an action that can be morally um, neutral. Right. And it's the intention and what's happening behind it that, and whether or not it is the pursuit of the highest good that makes it morally right or wrong.
1: Uh Right. specific instance that i can use to reiterate my point is the like teaching on like uh sex ed and stuff like well we just assume that every teenager is going to have sex so we're going to teach them everything about it and all the ways to quote unquote protect yourself Hmm. where we really need to talk about what is sex and what does it mean for right people and culture and um chastity and you know all of that we need to talk about the reality of it and not just give them like all this like fluff instead of getting down to like the real right. and what sex really is,
0: right? That's not the I I guessed wrong. That's not the point I thought you were making,
1: but your point was still great. Oh,
0: thanks <laughs>
1: <laughs> because it is true,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. So I forget how that relates to the environment. Um, that we need to not just say, Oh, here's a solution to this, right? Because that's talking what, about population, right? Control. And that's what. You know, Pope Francis. Uh, Pope Francis says that technology is the answer. Mm-hmm. The answer isn't, you know, like stop using like or invent a plastic that actually eats other plastic or something like right. that. Like the solution is changing habits and getting to the heart of what it is and valuing human life, and valuing creation.
1: I thought that what I said a long time ago was silly, but you just brought it back. <laughs> Thanks. Thank you.
0: That's a lot of the work I do is making you sound less silly.
1: I mean, I'm thankful for it. <laughs> Um, but, and I think that a point also to be made is that technology, is in a lot of ways, is making the problem worse.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, like obviously, the Industrial Revolution and like all of that is getting us to where we are. The Industrial <laughs> Revolution, <laughs> bringing it up again. <laughs> it's pretty much the only thing I know about history. Um, <laughs> but it's getting us to where we are today with uh, air quality and, right. you know, yeah. all of that. So obviously, that's a problem. But and yeah. Also, also an addiction to to technology
0: and like Mm -hmm. needing right and that's kind of like our need for like cheap electronics fuels you know a country like china that produces a lot Mm -hmm. of them to like use up their resources try to get them out because there's this demand for them and we're paying for them and that money kind of rules all yeah it's probably the biggest factor in a lot of this yeah i took a class on um the history of the environmental movement when i was in college and it was really interesting because the only time that um, environmental legislature really um, got passed and took off is when it was profitable. Oh, yeah. Like, if it, you know, like when it was profitable to sell recycled things or open a recycling plant, that's when it happened, when it wasn't, not everyone was right behind it.
1: Right. So money, ugh.
0: Ugh. ugh. So frustrating. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, were... so I think, well, no, tell me what I was going to say.
1: I want you to say something about being consumers of the
0: earth. Okay, I was going to, but I wanted to get to it. Okay,
1: great. Take your time. Um,
0: <laughs> thanks. Is that I think a lot of people tend to stick to their um, party lines politically and think, and they kind of get into that uh, mindset where like I'm, I'm in this club and we think this, and they're not able to kind of transcend those boundaries. So I would just advise everyone to. Um, to actually like read this article, think about what he's saying and also look at what the church has said on this in the past. Like
1: read this encyclical,
0: read this encyclical. Yes. Um, but it's not, you know, the first time that a Pope has speaking about, spoken about the environment and they actually, um, the media used to call Pope Benedict, the green Pope because of how often he spoke about the environment <laughs> and like mm-hmm. everything he did um, in terms of environmentalism. So, um, so this isn't, anything super earth shattering but i think it's a very good opportunity for people to like you said get to the heart of why why does it matter if the earth can no longer sustain life right. why is it why are we worried about getting to that point It's because human life is valuable and we need to protect that and this care for the environment stems out of a dignity for humankind and for humanity that comes from being um, sons and daughters of god so it's actually coming from this you know um, up like super Christian point,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um like a Christian truth,
1: and being created right. by a creator.
0: Yeah, and for those of you who think that this isn't something Catholic, that Catholics shouldn't be talking about this, we recently watched the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy, which is awesome. great. I think we mentioned it a couple of times. But it was the first time Holly had seen all three, so, mm-hmm. um, so she liked it. I loved it. <laughs> but if you just look at that and kind of see who the um, you know the evil characters are and what they do they are like pure consumers they just like consume the earth Uh, Mm -hmm. you think about um, Saruman in Isengard like there was a great forest around it and now there's just you know a stone tower with stumps and like for Tolkien like that's evil that is just kind of disregarding um, uh, disregarding the value of created things. And also um, it's like an affront to in the Tolkien world to, to what is good. And you know, Saruman loses his power from, I forget who gives the wizards power in Lord of the Rings, but Saruman's power is taken away from him because he's um, tried to like usurp this godly role. And he's saying, this is all mine. I'm in control of this. I can do what I want. It's all usable Mm -hmm. by me. And then the trees come and destroy him. (laughs) Ha
1: <laughs> ha The Trees.
0: The trees, the old tree beard. Who's actually, um, I heard it was based on C. S. Lewis.
1: Oh yeah, you told mm-hmm. me that. So
0: cool. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so watch Lord of the Rings, the great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I think that's just kind of um one example of how this issue is kind of at um the core of of loving humans because they are created in the image and likeness of God and
1: respecting respecting the Lord like God created this world for us to live in and so if we just like what you were saying if someone gave us a house we just trashed it Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it, I mean that's like really disrespectful to the person who who gave you that house right you have to like respect what's been given to you Mm -hmm. and to treat it well and to um maintain it in a good way
0: yeah. And if you think about Adam and Eve and sort of the the fall of man, it's, you know, Eden is a paradise. It's a garden. It's an earthly paradise. And they um, they get kicked out of it for not sort of respecting the rules of that garden. Mm-hmm. Like you can eat of anything, but not that tree. Mm-hmm. And Adam and Eve, you know, say we want that. We want to control that, too. And we, we know more than you. right. We go beyond what we're entrusted to with and try to kind of control everything and then you know adam, you know and, eve what are, adam and eve are sent out and have to toil mm-hmm. and for, you know they have to kind of really understand what they were given and saying like this creation is beautiful and wonderful and it's so abundant and because you didn't understand that and you tried to usurp that you're going to go out there and see how hard it is to create something like this mm. they have to bring up their own crops and they have to toil on the earth <laughs>
1: that's really interesting I never thought
0: about that before thank you I, I, I don't know why I said thank you well because you said it was interesting so thank you for yes. saying it's interesting you're welcome Anytime. yeah so that's that mm-hmm. so um, so yeah read the encyclical read it for yourself um, we will We eventually <laughs> maybe um, but yeah and, and think about it don't just dismiss it outright if you right. think like oh that sounds kind of weird like really Read it with a, um, a Christian Catholic perspective and understand what the tradition that it's in.
1: It is coming from our Holy Father, so. Yeah, so there you go. Um,
0: and also this week, um, I'm sure all of you are aware of the, the Supreme Court, um, made a ruling that legalized gay marriage throughout the country. We decided we weren't gonna podcast on that because there are so many people who have already covered that and, um. There's really not much to say. Like, we we understand and believe the church is teaching on marriage. Um, and so there's really not anything we can add to that. Yeah.
1: Uh, Nothing really new that we could say that we haven't already right. said.
0: So I would say read some of the um, the bishop statements on it. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the USCCB.
0: Mm-hmm, they released a statement on it. That was really good. Um, and also, if we can impart any wisdom, is to not, um, not despair or become despondent. But to just have faith in the Lord, and also, don't be given over to anger. Um, Mm -hmm. When you give yourself over to anger and hatred, that's when Satan really grabs a hold of you. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so also just remember that we are called to, um, you know, we're called to preserve the truth and to live out the truth, but we're also called to um, convert others through our love, and that's first and foremost. Mm -hmm. First and foremost. Um, Yes. So yeah.
1: That was very well said. Thank you. Welcome.
0: Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Um we hope that we get to hear from you.
0: Yeah, if you have any um questions or comments, if you disagree with us, agree with us, let us know. We're happy to um to have a conversation, have a dialogue with our listeners. And we really would love that. We love hearing from you guys and it's true. Um knowing what you think.
1: Yeah, so uh email us at halfway saints podcast at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook and find us on Twitter at halfway underscore saints. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you're so inclined, leave us a review on iTunes. Oh, yeah. We'd appreciate it.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, everyone. We'll oh. be.
0: Oh, I was just going to go right into the exit there.
1: That's fine. That's good. I hope everyone well, that... has a great 4th of July. Yes. That's what I wanted to and,
0: say. Um, I, and I was going to say something. They don't get woken up by fireworks, but that's not a concern for everyone, which is us. And always remember. Um, to measure the distance before you try to walk to fireworks. It's
1: always a good idea. It's always a good idea. Alright everyone, have a great week.
0: Bye everyone. Bye.